what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You give to the place where the preacher is lifting up Jesus Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind. If you're giving to anything else, you're not giving to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 31. Uh, We're going to pick it up in verse 8 today, but uh, allow me to give you a little history here before we read this verse. King Hezekiah has opened up the temple of God, and he has set the shifts for the priests and Levites Uh, to work because their work was never ending. The maintenance of the temple grounds required the attendance of the priests and Levites around the clock. Plus, they had to be there to minister to the needs of the people. Now, to require someone to be at a certain place at a certain time, and they not be able to go out and work a public job to supply their own personal needs or the needs of the family. That's not right. And God took all of that into account. And according to the law of Moses, a portion was to be given to the priests and Levites so that they could perform their duties at the temple. And King Hezekiah gave the commandment for the people to give. And in this chapter, we see where the people brought in abundantly the tithes, and uh, they laid them all in heaps. And in verse 8 of 2 Chronicles 31, that's where we want to pick it up today. And when Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel. Then Hezekiah questioned with the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps, And Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and have left plenty. For the Lord has blessed his people, and that which is left is this great store. I want to continue with the message we started last week. A whole heap of blessings. The priests and Levites, they had to be there at the temple to perform their duties. And as we stated, how can they be there at the temple and minister to the needs of others and supply their own needs and the needs of their family? They can't. So as we stated, God took all of that into consideration in the law and 
the people were to give 10% of their increase, 10% of their income. It was to be given to brought to the temple, brought to the storehouse, and then it would be distributed to the priests and the Levites so that they would be encouraged in the law. They didn't have to worry about how they were going to supply their own needs. They didn't have to worry about how their family was going to be fed. If the people did what the law of God said, then the priest would be there when they came to the court of the temple and they had a need, there would be a priest there to answer their question and to point them in the right direction. What a great benefit that was. You've got a problem, and you're able to go to the temple and talk with someone, and they're able to point you in the right direction. And the Bible says that the people brought in abundance. 2 Chronicles 31, verse 5. In verse 6, they laid them in heaps. Laid it up in the, in the piles there. And, and here's something I want to bring out to you today. And you say, well, 10%, Brother James, that's asking a bit much. Well, if you didn't bring it, you brought a curse on yourself. And believe me, the curse was a whole lot worse than bringing 10%. Let's take a look at it. Julie, if you will, put it up on the screen. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? He said, in tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Today, under the New Testament, you and I are not required, listen to me now, you and I, under the New Testament, are not required by law to give 10%. Now, I know that comes as a shock to some of you. You're not under law. We're under grace today. And grace requires a whole lot more than 10%. Are you listening to me? See, grace is the moving of the Holy Spirit within your heart and life, and as the Holy Spirit moves in your life, you're not only going to give 10% of your money, but you're going to give of your time, you're going to give of your resources, you're going to give of your equipment, you're going to give of everything you have as the Holy Spirit moves upon you to do so. That's grace. That's grace. And whatever God tells you to give, that's what you're responsible for. The Lord might tell this brother over here to give $20 a week for a specific thing. The Lord may tell this brother back here to give $100 a week for whatever. Whatever God tells you, and God may tell this brother over here, you cut the grass. And as you cut the grass, you use your own equipment. 
All of that is a blessing that requires time. See, you got to give of your time, too. God asked some of you to clean the church. You don't get one dime for it. You drive from wherever you drive, and you come up here, and you spend an hour or two, and you clean up the church, and you do what you do, and, and you're giving of your time as the Holy Spirit moves upon you to do so. And let me say this. Giving to God is not for God's benefit. Giving to the work of God is for your benefit. You see, the people brought their tithes into the storehouse. Now, now then it was more food stuff than it was money. Okay? They brought in corn. They brought in rutabagas. They brought in just all kind of, of fruits and vegetables and things and honey. They brought all that in. Now, 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 God don't need no corn. God doesn't need anything. But those priests and those Levites working on the temple grounds, they needed it for themselves and for their family. That way they didn't have to worry about how they were going to perform their duties at the temple and, then, and have to work over there at McDonald's too. See. Now let me bring it up to today. Paying tithe today. Today there is no temple. There are no priests. There are no Levites. There are no sacrifices being offered up by priests and Levites. The whole thing has changed. But the spirit of it is still very much alive. Now, where do we pay our tithes at? They brought their tithes into the storehouse. Now, King Hezekiah, when he came out and saw all those heaps, he talked with the priest, the chief priest, well, what are we going to do with all these piles of stuff? We've got, we got to do something with it. And so they built storehouses, and the latter part of Second Chronicles 31 talks about how they built storehouses in the house of God, and they were able to store it up. Well, why did they need to store it up, Brother James? Because harvest time was five times out of the year. Five months. What were the priests and Levites supposed to do for the other seven months when it ain't harvest time? It was stored up, and then it was equally distributed to everybody. It was all fair. It was all done on top of the table where everybody could see, and this one didn't get more than that one did. It was all done right, and it was all done according to the Word of God. But like I said, that has changed under the New Testament, but the spirit of it is still the same. So where do you give today? You give where your spiritual needs are being met. See, the problem is, and I, I, I'm going to do a little meddling now, and I'm going to upset some people. That, that's all right. I've been nice the past couple of weeks. And I hadn't got any ugly phone calls, and I hadn't got any ugly emails, and it's getting about time, so I'm going to have to. There are some of you, and I'm not talking, well, I might be, so we'll just let the pieces fall where they will. 
There are some people who are giving in to that which has no benefit at all. I don't know how many people have called me up and said, Brother James, I'm just not being fed at my church, but I, but I tune into the radio and I catch your program, and oh, I'm just being blessed by it. I'm learning so much, and I thank God for that. And some of them people listening, they have given in to the church, and I thank God for that. But how many others of you listening out there in radio, you listen to this broadcast, and it is a blessing to you, and you're not getting anything from that that mortuary of a church that you're going to, but you keep paying money to that dead church where you ain't getting no benefit and you've not sent one dime to this radio effort here at Friendship. That's like going to McDonald's and eating and then going next door to Hardy's and paying. McDonald's ain't going to stay in business very long. You give your money to the place where you're being blessed, where your spiritual needs are being met, number one. Number two, you give to the place where the sacrifice is being offered up. You give to the place where the preacher is lifting up Jesus Christ and him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind. If you're giving to anything else... You're not giving to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. And thirdly, last of all, you give as the Holy Spirit leads you to give. Malachi 3 verse 10. He said, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you shall not have room enough to receive it. Glory to God. Jesus said in Luke 6, 38, He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You cannot outgive God. You can't do it. It will come back to you in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Now, I'm not going to stand here today and tell you that if you send $1,000 to Friendship Church, that your, your house note will be paid off by the end of the year. I'm not going to tell you that. But God may make them tires last a little bit longer on your car. God may make that wash machine and that dryer last just a little bit longer. Look what he said, Malachi 3, verse 11. Now, Brother James, I just don't believe that. Well, what did he say? Malachi 3, verse 11. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. This was the curse under the Old Testament for not paying tithes. Today, 
as the Holy Spirit moves upon your heart to give either of your money, your time, your resources, equipment, whatever. When you buck up against that and you say, no, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to give of my time to clean the church because I'm just too busy. You're going to find you ain't got enough time to do the things you're currently doing. And this is a law that God has set in place, and this law has not been done away with. See, it is sin to not do what God tells you to do. That is called sin. And when you sin, that gives Satan a legal right to do all that he does, which is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But what did God say? When you give, when you do what I tell you to do, he said, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Now, giving to the work of God is extremely important. Most of the world would have come and looked at those piles of food stuff piled up there at the temple. Most of the world would have looked at that and said, what a waste. Most of the world would look at, if they could do it, look at the books here at the church and say, all that money going into that church, what a waste. Giving to the work of God is not a waste. Let me tell you what a waste is. A waste is when you go down there to the store and you buy a lottery ticket for a chance that you might better yourself. That's a waste. Now, some people do. Most don't. You say, well, Brother James, I'm going on vacation and I'm going up there to Las Vegas or whatever. And you leave on a $21,000 car and you come back on a $221,000 Greyhound bus. You go in a three-piece suit and you come back with a t-shirt and flip-flops. When you play the devil's game, my friend, you're going to lose. But when you give to the work of God, you can't lose. He'll give it to you pressed down, shaking together and running over. He'll give it to you in this life and the one to come. God will bless you when you give to his work. All right. Paul said, Romans chapter 10, verse 12. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe on him in whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Not every believer is called to preach, but every believer is called upon to support those who do. If they're preaching the gospel. The preacher has to be sent to win the lost. And let me say this, when God calls the preacher, he calls the people out there to support the preacher. Now, if he ain't preaching the gospel, you don't need to be supporting him. Salvation is free. But getting that message out to the world, it costs Right now, it's costing $11,000 a year to be on radio. 
I like to drop my false teeth. I don't have any, but I like to drop my teeth the other week when they told me how much we were spending on radio. Now, Friendship Church ain't got that kind of money. We don't, we don't have it. But God has moved upon those, not only here in the church, but those out there in radio land. God has moved upon the hearts of the people to give, and that's how we're able to be on. See, and there's a faith effort there. You got to put your faith in it. Let me share one other scripture with you, and we'll close. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Probably one of the most obscure passages in the entirety of the Word of God. And a lot of people don't understand this. But I'm going to try to break it down for you this morning. He said, Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. What is that talking about? Well, the bread is that it speaks of man's necessities, that which is important for you to survive. Casting it upon the waters, it has to do with commerce overseas. You put that which is of value on a boat and you send it overseas in hopes that when it gets there, you will be reimbursed and it'll come back to you after certain days. Okay? But now there's some risk involved. Putting all your product on that boat and sending it over, a storm could hit and the thing sink to the bottom of the ocean, you lose everything. So there's some faith involved in giving of that fashion, putting it on a boat and sending it overseas. Requires some faith. You're believing God to get it there, Bless it and get it back to you. Today, the bread represents Jesus Christ. Sending Jesus Christ out to this lost and dying world. And you say, Brother James, I know you're on radio, but most, most people out there ain't going to listen to you. I know that. I know that. Most of you sitting in here today ain't listening to me. You got your mind on them fireworks you're going to shoot off tonight, or you got your mind on something else. But when you give to the work of God, some people are going to accept Christ, and some ain't. But it's a risk that you take. And he said, if you look at verse 2, give a portion to seven and also to eight. Seven is God's number of completion, perfection, and universality. What Jesus did at Calvary is a completed work. And it was a perfect work. It's a universal work in that he died for all mankind, left no one out. But it's a perfect work. Seven is God's number of completion. Eight is God's number of resurrection. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead because of his perfect life. See? And when you give, he said, give a portion to seven and eight. In other words, give to support the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then he said, for thou knowest not what evil shall come 
upon the earth. The preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only thing that holds back the tides of darkness. And when you support it, you're pushing back. You're pushing back the evil. Oh, there's a whole lot that can be said there, but I'm not going to get into political things this morning. But as you look around you today, everything's going up. Just a few months ago, I could buy a two-by-four for $3. Now it's $10. Price of steel's gone up. You've been to the grocery store, you know. And you look at everything going up, and you say, you know, now's not a good time to be giving my money away to... You better not cut God off. If you cut God off, you're cutting your own throat. Are you listening to me? When you give in heaps, God will also give in heaps. And it doesn't matter what the economy around you is doing. Why? Because when you give to God, you've just entered into God's economy. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter how high everything gets. Brother James, ain't you concerned about how much it's costing? Well, I just give it over to the Lord. That just means that the Lord is just going to have to work a little harder to meet my needs. And as you give to the work of God, if you give in heaps, God will give it back to you in heaps. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, 
Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.